Welcome back, everybody. Episode 62. We got Vinny on. Met him a while ago. We're going to cover just some life changes, reevaluating life, all that good stuff. Happy to be back on. Been about a week since we recorded, so always happy to be here. We'll talk. Yeah, reassessing life is going to be a big um, big topic on here because I'm currently doing I was just doing it 30 minutes before this, so we'll uh, see y'all after the intro. <laughs> Give us give us about 20 more episodes and that intro might be me playing the harmonica. Oh dude, it's about to be a banger, bro. Y'all don't know. I'm so close. I just learned how to play piano, man, on the harmonica, dude, at uh at the campground. It's it's like midnight and I'm like, sing us a song. (laughs) This dude sends me a freestyle on the harmonica, bro. (laughs) It was dude. Come on, it was a good freestyle. No, it's hard to play like dude to play something. I don't know how people play fucking three things at once and then sing too. Like here's here before we get into anything. Yeah, go ahead. At all, so harmonica's impressive. I'm not either. I played piano growing up. I had a couple recitals and stuff, so I remember being on stage playing it, getting up and seeing the crowd and everybody. But I just started getting back into it again. I'm like, all right, let me look up a video how to play the harmonica. Look up a video. Learned two beats. Then I sent Kevin a freestyle, of course. And then, that shit, bro. I love then it. I learned Piano Man right after that. It was all in like a day. I just learned how to play it a little bit. And, um, dude, the next video I look up, it's like I might suggest it. It's like a lady, probably like 20 years old, playing the harmonica with the thing around her neck so she doesn't have to hold it, a guitar, and then singing. I'm like, see, this is the problem right here. I thought I was badass because I got the first five notes to piano, man. <laughs> like, that, it took me 30 seconds to realize this chick's playing all, all three things at once. But You're thinking hey. you're about to headline some show in downtown Manhattan, yeah. bro. I'm like, let's go. This is going to be so awesome at the fire. And then it's like her next yeah. to a fire fucking doing all of Yeah, this lady just shows you up out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, bro. But all right, all right, we'll get into it now. We'll get into it. Vinny, how you doing today, man? You just got back? Doing good, yeah, man. Just drove back from Destin, so haven't even gotten home yet. I'm still at my office uh, here at work, so. It's a mighty white office you got there. Oh, it is, man. I just started this, so it's actually an internship. I just started it, like, a week and a half ago. So all my office walls are still completely blank. Oh, what the? I thought that was a freaking screen thing, Dude, bro. you're in a prison, <laughs> What bro? the heck? Nope. nope. I got a little cubicle and stuff, too. But anyways, I'm you know trying it's, to it's finish dead silent in there, too, bro. Then, yeah, get rid of this uh, 9 to 5 style. But got to start somewhere. What, uh, what are you going to school for? You don't know? Sport, you just kinda... Sport management. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Break that down. So basically, um, a lot of professional collegiate high school level sports organizations, all the events that they set up, um, whether it's from, you know, professional stadiums and um, event coordination and catering and um, risk management, facility management, all that type of stuff that goes into a sports organization and a facility um, branches into the sport management field. Oh, okay. I don't <laughs> it's pretty much everything but like the actual playing of the game. Right. Okay. Right. 
like someone's got to do it dude. set up tear down yeah audio video i mean there's just so much that goes into a sporting event as a whole you know fan experiences and stuff like that so it's just a you know different branches you can take within sport management to to be involved in a, a sports lifestyle about playing i mean shit, there's a lot of money in sports bro i know that much absolutely America loves their damn sports, dude. Oh, bro, it's crazy. If, I love it. If dude. there's nothing else, I, I wonder how much like how much money goes into that just in general and all the sports compared to really anything else. It's got to be blown out by the water. Oh, it's crazy. You guys follow Major League Baseball at all? Oh, uh, yeah, a bit. Not too much. Anyways, there's this um <laughs> this two-way superstar. Um, so he pitches and hits. Kind of yeah. like, oh, Otani, bro. Yeah, yeah, you showed me that guy, Trev. He's like, this guy's like a Babe Ruth, bro. You just signed the biggest sports contract in um, sports history. It's like 10 years, 700 million. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. I think I've seen the payout structure for that on Instagram. Yeah, it's like 2 mil for the next 10 years, and then they're deferring like 68 million for the next however many years after that. Holy shit. But. It's, I like that about baseball. They got them long ass contracts, bro. Yeah. Dude, no, he's only getting well, first it's in LA, so they're taking already 80% <laughs> of it. But yeah. he's only getting, I think it's two mil a year. Yeah. For the first That's what he's years. actually getting, but it's yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's but shit though, bro. It's like two mil a year, dude. Is that guaranteed? Yeah. Yeah, oh, the two million oh. is guaranteed. He could break his freaking neck tomorrow and still make that money, bro. It yeah, yeah. There's a breakdown where, like, every time he steps up for an at bat, um, he makes like four hundred eighty thousand bucks. Like, he could stand there. <laughs> he could stand there, look at three strikes, go right past him, and boom, just made four hundred eighty k. And he, yeah, he makes quadruple what half of America is even close to making. Right, bro. If you Not get, if close. you pay pay me that much, I would be less than useless. <laughs> but I'm getting hit. I'll I'll get hit with the ball. Now, <laughs> yeah, you can't blame me for not even trying, dude. I got hit. I don't know what you're talking about. Just keep getting hit every at bat. <laughs> <laughs> My on base percentage is like phenomenal, bro. Uh, says uh in 2020, uh per, per, Oh, how do you say it? participatory sports? Had a two hundred and eighty billion dollar market value. Oh, wow. that's a quarter of a trillion. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that is. That's a quarter of our defense budget, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, dude. That's that's how America has all its money. They're like, huh? We could tax people a lot more if we just made sports and then paid them a bunch of money, and then all of our money just goes to sports. It's hard to watch sports for me, but hey, we're not here to talk about me. <laughs> not here to talk about me. How you doing today, Kev? Shit, dude, I'm chilling, bro. I'm into this reflection thing that we got going. Been yeah, dude. That. It's like a different like trajectory, you know, point in our lives. Like what we're doing now is gonna determine what we're doing five, ten years from now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually I think I just tweeted about this because I would always focus a lot more on like the future, like what my future is going to look like. So I focus too much on the 10 year mark and then it all gets ruined because I don't focus on what I'm doing now. It's like, I'm, mm. I just had like, like, let's say, uh, I don't know here. There's an easy one is girlfriends. People get a girlfriend because they're like, Oh, in the future, I want kids for sure. 
then they have one kid and then they realize the girl sucks and then they have to, <laughs> and then it's a whole ordeal, Shit. you know, like that's, a, that's kind of a good way to put it. You're not focusing on now and then you have, yeah. And then you're like, wow, she kind of sucks now, but it, five years from now, she might be pretty cool. It's or like, like yeah. what we were talking before this about like planning once you're done with your doctorate, like yeah, that's dude, way doctorate, down the road. I got, yeah, I got eight years Yo, doctorate. At who least. am I to start planning like that for? Now I, I'm uh yeah, I'm excited to talk a little little reflection because yeah, I'm in a weird spot where I'm not able to go to college yet because of the credits and how college is and all that stupid admission yeah. stuff. Anybody who's been to college knows what the hell's happening there. It's just, it's a mess, a whole ass mess. So I didn't get to go to college this semester. So I'm trying to figure out just what to do in the meantime, because do my days aren't full enough. I, if I don't have stuff to do, I just end up doing nothing. I have to write down something. If I, if I don't write down what I'm doing tomorrow, I'm going to end up doing nothing. It's just a fact. That's how it's been. And it's hard to, hard to pick something to do because I'm just in limbo because I'll be back in school in six months. So I was even thinking if I start freelance copywriting, I'm back into school in six months. Now I, what, I just ditch everybody. And, but that's what me and Kevin were talking. It's like, who cares? Just for now, just do whatever you want. Yeah. You got, Make you got that decision one day then. at a time. You know, you can't yeah. think too much about the future. You'll get caught up in, in yeah. the what ifs instead of what's right in front of you. Right. Right. So it's, it's a little, little brutal, but you want to go into just a little background where you're from Georgia and all that good stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go into how this this past year went kind of for you and stuff. Sweet. Um, so I'm Vinny from Woodstock, Georgia, actually. I've uh, been born and raised here, man, uh, 23 years in the same house. So haven't moved around a whole lot. Um, grew up playing hockey and riding dirt bikes. Those are pretty much my two um, time killers there. And uh, Trevor probably knows, but the, the youth travel system is is very in-depth if you if you play at a competitive level so i mean we were traveling a bunch on weekends and all that good stuff so pretty pretty active and then um went to college uh, right out of high school went to study criminal justice and after uh, two years of doing that that's when covid hit and i said oh. nope not going down this path because i wanted to be a homicide detective that was the end goal. What the fuck, yep. dude? How? Yep. What? Yeah, I've cool. actually, I've got family in that field. Um, you know, super confidential and all that shit, but mm. um, they kind of got me into it a little bit, seeing what they do. So went to school to study it. And then, you know, once the world went to shit, I was like, man, if I ever want to have a family and be around for them in any capacity, I cannot go into this field. <laughs> yeah. So wow. switch to sport management. Um and that's what I'm wrapping up right now. But I mean, while I was in high school, me and my buddy started a small lawn care business. Um, and that's what I've been doing the last six years. So started just mowing um, my buddy's yard, actually, for his mom. I was just over there hanging out and, you know, we just mowed the yard for her. And then the neighbor up the street comes down and say, like, hey, I'll give you 40 bucks to go mow my yard. And we're like, hell yeah. So I put <laughs> a little mower up there and a little weed whacker and... Um, next thing you know, we were, you know, managing 40, 45 accounts at a time over the last six years, but I'm thinking, I think I'm going to probably sell that. Um, I've gotten to a point where, um, you know, it's worth a little bit 
and I've just got some other stuff that I want to gear towards in life. So after six years of, you know, working in the sun all day, every day and, you know, being your own boss, you kind of get burnt out a little bit, but that's why I'm back in school and going to finish this up and, and see where it takes me. All right. Lord, six years you were doing lawn mowing? Yep. Just finished our six year. Obviously the, the first year or two, you know, wasn't super busy. Um, it's just the beginning, but yeah, man, as soon as my dad got me, um, a 2011 Toyota Tacoma stock, he said, here you go, son. It's the last vehicle I'm ever buying you do what you want with it. So I started mowing yards, man. I wanted to put some big tires and lift it up. And uh, that was kind of my motivation at the beginning. And then it just turned into to real business. That's a pretty good position to be in now. Though, yeah. What? That seems like where everyone wants to get to. <laughs> yeah. That's what everybody thinks, but um, it's not all fruits and flowers and happy yeah. Yeah. no that's the same crazy. thing with the podcast rose i was like oh i watch podcasts i could do one just like everyone else says and then you do one like all right that was easy then you have to do the next one and produce it and then post it on youtube then you realize you got to post this shit to everything you got to create clips you got to create if you want to get big you got to do a newsletter and it's like whoa right you got to do all the graphics and the yeah and get those fancy mics and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah but, yeah, people, um, going back to what you're saying, saying, Kevin, how a lot of people, you know, wish they were at that spot or, you know, wanted that at that time. Um, it's, it's a lot more difficult, um, especially starting from the ground up. And you see all the beautiful pictures, you know, on social media, the transformations that we do and this and that. But what they don't see is you're on your hands and knees, sweating sunrise to sunset. And then once you get home, you're unloading trailers, you're you know, cleaning off equipment, and then you're going to your spreadsheets, you're writing down, um, you know, numbers for what you did that day. And it's 24 seven, you know, being a business owner. So be careful what you wish for, but um, definitely learned a lot. I wouldn't, wouldn't trade that for anything. You didn't hire no one, like just to step in and do your shit for you. Like I had a couple of buddies that worked with me, but I never got to the point where I wanted to, to scale enough to where, you know, I had crews out there working for me and I was just, you know, on the phone behind the scenes. Um, I wouldn't say I was scared, but there's definitely some nerves. Um, if I were to have gone that route, you know, cause there would be more investing more, you know, loans and, um, you know, all that stuff that goes into running a a self-service or running a business in the service industry. Yeah, this can't be easy, but now I'm thinking about doing it. Shoot, we'll see. Yeah, well, shit, now <laughs> it was fun. Never mind. It was fun when it's all cash and and all that, and yeah. then once you go legal to LLC and you gotta pay taxes and all that, it's it's not that much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Uncle Sam says, "Yoink!" Yeah. Oh, you thought shit was sweet out here? <laughs> crossing you up. No, uh, yeah, I've been thinking because that kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like this internship and all that. You were living on your own with all your buddies. You had to move back home. How was the move back home? Because I, I dealt with that a couple times. Man, it was it was as good as it could have been for the, for the situation. It was within a matter of 
probably two weeks finding out that we had to move out and then having to be completely moved out. Um, and I'm running the lawn business during that time too. So when I find out I got to be out of this house within two weeks and I'm still mowing all these yards and doing all that, I was, I was freaking out, dude, like stress levels were taking over and like, I was crying to my mom when I'm mowing yards, like, mom, what, what's going on? Like I was straight up crying, dude. I was depressed for a little bit because some stuff went down with my best buddy and it was, it was a lot, but yeah, it was smooth, dude. I'm back home. And, um, the plan was to go full force with the lawn thing. And then once that happened, um, I kind of took a step back because best friend happened to be my business partner at the same time. Um, so I was warned, don't get into business with your buddies. Yeah, I was going to say, don't they say that not to do that? They do say that. But your best friend of you know 10 plus years, you, you wouldn't think so. so. Once that happened, I was kind of like, time to put that in the past a little bit. Move on with something else. Mm -hmm. So went back to school, only had a semester left. So I was like, oh. might as well. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm the same boat moving back home to my parents. Mine was, I mean, a little, little different. Um, but it's definitely hard to get used to. Like my, my parents, I think their biggest problem was switching from I'm, I'm that kid that they raised to I'm now 25. I'm not that kid anymore. I'm still your kid. I get that, but I'm not here to, you know, like learn all your lessons again and do all that. I'm, you know, it's like a best friend mode. Now they got to switch the best friend mode. And that's gotta be the hardest thing to do as a parent is gauging oh, when man. to do that, dude. Cause you do that too soon, dude. You end up with too many people. I know where their parents are their best friend and they're just drinking, smoking and doing whatever with their parents. And I'd be like, man, I'm glad this isn't my parents. And then I get home and my parents, yeah. <laughs> my, my parents are just the other side of that spectrum. But it's, it's got to be a tough thing. I don't know how I'll go through it. I don't have kids or nothing, but that's like the first thing I'm scared of is that that best friend mode and the parent mode. Right. right. I, have, I have a good relationship with my family, so it was yeah, it was super smooth. And as far as like understanding, you know, mm -hmm. I'm pretty much a grown man now, even though I'm living in the bedroom next to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's hard oh, to yeah. say, too. Yeah. It's like, Mom, I'm grown. And she's like, yeah, well, you're sleeping in your childhood room again right literally. <laughs> literally that's why the army's great because it's like a chapter yeah. that you can or that they can use you know like you were a kid and now you're a man like it yeah it's a very obvious difference uh, but like that's what i thought that's what i thought bro i was thinking too like i used to be so jealous of those kids where their parents just didn't care like they could oh, have yeah fucking their room a mess you know like just do whatever they want bro i used to freaking like they could stay out whenever all night bro i'm like bro i would kill for that oh. and now i'm like oh bro thank god i did not have Dude, that even, like for me drinking alcohol my parents like they they pretty much said they'd beat me if i came home drunk like if i came home drunk dude everybody in the house will know i'm I'm grounded for fucking eight months to a year. Like, and I was like, man, this is shitty. I want to like, all my friends are doing it. <laughs> and then I got to the army, became an alcoholic. And now I'm like, oh, dude, if I was drinking that young, 
Oh my god. I'd be I'd be Oh my god, bro. That's uh, like give, everything. Give your parents dude. some grace, you listeners out there. Give your parents some grace. Absolutely. Like imagine the if they one. let you fucking smoke when you were a kid, Trev. Like I'd be a I dude, I'd be a fucking mess. Ain't oh. no way I joined the military. Hell no, way I no. They, they wouldn't let your ass in anyway. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't let you. <laughs> the, one of the best feelings is when the recruiter's like, "All right, you can pass a drug test." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "No, you can tell me, dude. I don't really give a shit. Can you pass a drug test?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I'm fine." And he, like, you look around at the town I'm in. He's like, "Yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Yo, yeah. yeah. We'll see it." Yeah. Imagine being a recruiter in Colorado, bro. Oh yeah, good fucking luck. You're not getting yeah, nobody. Probably the one kid in the whole state who wouldn't pee hot that day, bro. Yeah, bro, dude. The marijuana laws. Maybe we could get into this because this pissed me off, dude. I was Uh-oh. filling out. Uh-oh. I was filling out the. Uh, I just went to pick up a gun. Bought a gun. Shout out to my brother-in-law. Um, and one one of the questions on the background check, it was it was poorly worded too. On top of everything, but it was like. Are you a, are you addicted to or using illegally marijuana? God, I hate that. And then in and then in uh parentheses it was like just so you know marijuana is still illegal under federal law. So really anybody should be checking yes to this fucking question. Right. I'm like, yo. You're come on. <laughs> yeah, bro, nice try. You ain't getting me. You <laughs> have to go on to the next fella. Bro, I I was doing the crossword puzzle a few days ago and the hint was dopehead. Right? <laughs> so I I tried addict, junkie, and then I searched on Google and it was stoner. I'm like a dopehead, bro? Dude, a dope. <laughs> Smoking dope, bro. That's, that's like... uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Oh, bro. This oh, this dude man. has a question, though. If you got oh, a question, right. put it in the chat, dude. We're hella down to answer whatever, bro. Thank you for tuning yeah. in. No bullshit. Yeah, wow, dude. That's it. Hell yeah. But but yeah, dude. It's it's hard making uh even like now I'm in the little in the limbo stage, not really sure. Like what to do next or how to go about it next. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you saying? If you could choose oh, one this... person to get tickled by as a prank, who would it be? I would probably say your mother. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't really be a prank. Should have yeah. expected oh, that that answer. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah, with that username, dude, you ought to come Yo. correct. <laughs> now, now that I'm sufficiently distracted, bro. <laughs> Oh man. No, I'd probably go with like Kevin Hart or Adam Sandler. What's Ooh. this dude? No, it's <laughs> someone else get tickled. So I'm picking someone else to get tickled. I would still pick him. I would still pick your mother, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, man. I like these live chats though. We had one where we were talking about religion a lot, and we were like debating this dude in the chat like in real time bro it was pretty fun yeah crazy how uh internet and all that shit works now but it's also it's a double-edged sword because you're not the coolest harmonica player dude nice try yo i know <laughs> nice try, I would, bro. the coolest one i know i mean yeah yeah shit yeah. Dude. that small town shit dude yeah for real but bro. yeah how'd you how'd you deal with like the realization Vinny, that like things weren't going as you pictured it like the uh like i'm 
you're in that house. You have your own business. I'm sure you had a different future in your mind than going back to your parents. How'd you deal with that? You're like, oh, man. That's a great question, man. Um, so I'm not the most religious guy. Um, you know, I believe in all that. And, but I just don't, I don't pursue it, you know, as I should and want to. But one thing that's really helped me is my mindset. And once I change the phrase of why is this happening to me to what is God trying to teach me, that changed everything, changed everything, man. Um, And that kind of ties into like irrational optimism a little bit. You know, when you're negative and just being down yourself 24 seven, no matter what the situation is, obviously life's going to suck. But if you look at it a different perspective and say, okay, there's a message in here. There's a lesson somewhere in this. If you take that and just apply that to everyday life, man, that's what got me through it, honestly. How wow. did you how did you adopt that mindset, bro? Ah, <sighs> uh, that's tough. Probably my mom, honestly. Um, because she's been through a shit ton of stuff in her life and um she's kind of passed that down to me and once i saw it happen like firsthand seriously in my life for the first time um that's when i kind of like really took over so like little inconveniences and stuff like dropping your water bottle on the ground and it breaking like a glass mountain valley or something god yeah my wife if that happens like you get pissed and start screaming and yelling or whatever or you can be like okay i just dropped this now i gotta clean it up you know, this is, this is a test, you know, yeah. you just pick this up, throw it away. It's no big deal. Don't let it ruin my day. So, yeah. Yeah. It took me a little bit to adopt that mindset too. And then, then I started diving a little deeper into religion and then I got a little weirded out and then it's like, all right, what would people, it's, I always oh ended God. up falling back on what other people would think of me. I don't know why I still do. It's like, what would other people, I was even thinking about this shit yesterday. It's, I shouldn't be worrying about what everyone, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. It's like, cause who knows if they'll even be there anyways, the chances are they won't. So it doesn't matter what all these other people are saying. And it's dude, this is something I fight a lot. It's not just like you can think about this shit once and then you never have to think about it again. <laughs> You'll think about, Oh, what's everyone, who cares what everyone thinks. And then fucking two days later, I'm like, all right, I got to do this. Cause everyone, no, who cares what everyone thinks? I just said this. It's like, because it we're matter. human, bro. We're human. Like try being the village truth teller there. Good luck, bro. No one's going to like that guy. Yeah, you, we, like we, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. What could happen to him? But it's like we have this this like need to fit in. You see it a lot online now. It's people will not really ask themselves like, is this true? Let's say it's would other people be okay with me thinking this is true? Hmm. So like, I'm trying to think of an example, bro. If I think of if everyone thinks one plus one is three, and I know that it's two. I know that they're going to ostracize me or think that I'm crazy if I say that, yo, one plus one is actually two. I'm more inclined to say one plus one is three just because that's what everyone else is thinking. But then it's yeah. like, I, we don't need that like people did. Like, we're not in a village, you know, where if Trevor's pissed off at me, I'm not going to eat that night. It's all these people that we don't really know and we care about what they think about us. It's like, why? Why even... Why even care? Oh, what? They're yeah. not going to my funeral. Look, look, look at the Queen of England, bro. She died. People stopped talking about her in three days. 
That's the Queen of England. The fucking Queen of England. <laughs> yeah, bro. <The> England. <laughs> like we we just think about it. It's just so nonsensical when you really think about it, bro. Like who cares what other people think about you? Yeah, it's a hard uh, mindset to get into. Cause it's like tough... for me, yeah, for me growing up, it mattered because I had like I wanted my older brother to think I was cool all growing up. Oh, dude. That's like, dude, I, I would do anything just for him to say, like, oh, you're cool. Or he him, him to laugh at what I have to say. Now I'm now I'm good. We're grown adults now. But that just transferred over to everyone else. Then it just transferred over to, like, in the Army, Kev. When I was joyful and everything, I'd be coming in, smiling, all that shit. And then the first day I didn't, everyone's like, oh, fuck, what, Trevor's dying. Like, oh, yeah. Dude, He's got a foot like, in no, the grave, bro. Yeah, dude. I'm like, dude, no, I just don't want to. I have to what it seek your approval like i don't i just today i'm not laughing today i'm not smiling chew glass dude sorry yeah you can't be that light today you ever it's get that pressure Vinny, to like keep up like what people like what you want people to think about you a hundred percent and not necessarily like me myself and my personality because i'm pretty I'm pretty solid on that. You know, like I don't care you know, what people think about me specifically, how I act, blah, blah, blah. Cause I, I know that. Um, but for me more so it was in kind of like a business perspective or that point of view, um, going through what I'm going through right now with my business and, um, you know, potentially selling it, not selling it, whatever the case is, is over the last six years, I've been known as the long guy in my hometown. I'm the out. long guy? Oh, the long. Oh, I thought you the said long. long. Yeah. No, 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 no. My bad, my bad. My Come, bad. On. <laughs> Come on, bro. You don't have a fancy mic. I'm hard to hear. Come on. Okay. Come on. Oh. But no, the, the long guy, you know, I mow all my friends' yards, all their parents' yards, you know, on the Facebook community, like my name and information's up there. My reviews are up there. So when I'm getting to the stage I'm at now where I'm not actively posting on my business social media page anymore. I'm not um, showing my business. I'm not telling people what's up with it. That right there is kind of where I'm like, mm, how are people going to feel? How are they going to think when I give up mm. on what was once my dream? What I told everybody is, hey, I'm going to oh. you know, have this big old lawn business. You know, you're going to see my trucks all over town. And now my life has switched and I pivoted to, to pursue something else. And I don't want to say I'm not going to fulfill a promise, but it almost feels like that. Yeah. I was just talking to Kev about that. It's, that's like, that's what eats at me the most is saying, yeah, saying something, but another thing, like we were talking, you can't read too far into the future anyway. So it's hard. Like I, I want this at like right now. Like this is how I see the podcast going, and I'll tell everyone about it. But in five years, if something happens and I can't do it anymore, God forbid, then that's I could see being in your shoes where it's like, fuck, dude, for the last five, six years, I've been telling everyone this is what I'm doing. I'm this guy. Like when I go out anywhere, dude, I, I don't have a job right now. So when people ask what I do, I tell them this. I'm like, oh, all right, this is it. And I'm like, Yo, yeah, I, I know, do. dude. Right. This is it. Yeah. So when I have, to, I don't know what I'm going to say instead, but when I don't say that, I don't know, like it'll feel weird. And then, you, then you run into the same people um, a couple of times or you go to the same restaurant or bar and um, you, you build a relationship with the people that work there. 
one day you come in, Hey, how's the lawn business going? You know, it was going great last month. You're, yeah. you know, super successful. You did good. Like, how's it going now? I want to hear it. And you're like, well, I'm actually not doing that anymore. I, I don't want to do that. I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, who cares what they think? Like it's my own life, but still yeah. like I've built such a reputation off of my business that now it's, I don't want to say taking a hit on me, but it's like, ouch, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. a big thing with family too, I notice, bro. Like whenever I'll go back home to Colorado, because people like demean you, bro. I'm sure you're this like, how's your little lawnmower business going? Yeah. I'm sure little. you heard. How's your yeah. little podcast going? Like people, people just like to feel like they're doing better than you or something. And it's like, it, even if you weren't, like I could go back and say, I'm making a million dollars a year with the podcast. And they still find a way to like, like really a podcast exactly it's it's the weirdest fucking thing but it's like they're gonna say that about something regardless bro yeah no i found out yeah exactly i found out my family just kind of wants tea they just tea, want some type bro. of tea dude brilliant they just want some type of tea and i'm like i, I got nothing dude i'm just you know hanging around going to the gym doing my podcast and like that's it really Good. nothing I'm like yeah <laughs> nothing like i'm not causing anybody problems nobody's causing me problems like really that's it you need to get a job I'm like why so i could come to thanksgiving every year and just talk <laughs> about how shitty my job is right yeah, how people they don't know yeah yeah people that don't matter are pissing me off no yeah talking care. about all the health problems you have now because you're sitting in a cubicle for your entire life like <laughs> yeah. oh my god but i got the problem but now i got the problem yeah. How's that I, feel, work, dude? I feel kind of weird though like when someone will be telling me about all this like their problems like their drama or some shit and i just have nothing to come with like <laughs> that's what i'm saying dude misery loves company they just want someone else to be feeling what they feel it's like oh my boss oh blah 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 it's like, well, I'm my own boss. Yeah, okay. Like, well, no, I yeah. am. I just told you I am. Like, I'm yeah. serious. It's like I try to be empathetic to her degree, but then at some point, it's just like I'll be hearing someone complain about their friends, right? I don't want to say who because she's like in another room. But <laughs> no, like my wife will be telling me about all her friend drama, right? And I'm like... Like I'm listening, obviously he has a good husband, right? But then in my head, I'm thinking, bro, thank God Trevor and my friends are just like, <laughs> chill, bro. Like, it'll be like they don't go, like, go out to eat or something within a month. And then the one friend is mad because he's not making time for them or like they have this obligation to each other. And I'm like, bro, I could not talk to all of my friends for five years and just go talk to them one day like nothing ever happened, bro. Dude, that's exact. When I drove up to Atlanta for Tommy, that's exactly what happened. I showed up. We and me and him talked like once a month, but I showed up. It was like, "What's up, bro? What's up? What are we doing?" I don't know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we got it. Pack of twisted teas and figured something out. But I couldn't imagine having to deal with that, dude. And even even like like Home Depot, I can't imagine dealing with that my whole life. I told my mom, "Fucking day two. I'm like, mom, I don't know how the fuck <laughs> you've been doing this for, she's been doing it for 25, 26 years. Mom, I have no idea how you're doing this. This drives me insane. I can't, like going to work, I hate it. Do you like, think I don't hate a lot of things. It's partially the tea, that. bro. You th the tea. Keeps oh, yeah. Cool. No, they love tea. And that, my mom loves the tea, dude. 
my dude, my mom oh, loves Lord, bro. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy, Trevor, that you said that and brought up Home Depot too. Because remember a while back, I mentioned to you that my dad worked at Home Depot too. Yeah. So he was he worked there for three or four years or whatever, and as of the last year or so, he starts complaining. There's this inner circle in the HR department. And they just they don't want anything to do with me. They don't include me in this. It's just so drama ridden, and I just I can't stand the corporate blah blah blah. Anyways, he's not working there anymore. But um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said I went up to my boss and I asked him if he was firing me. And he said, nope. So then I told him I was quitting and handed him my apron. He's like, I'm not dealing with that shit anymore. <laughs> That's what it was. It was all just tea. And he didn't he didn't want nothing to do That's with it. all it is. And it, I knew it the first day. The first day I go in, I don't know what I'm doing. They didn't really train me on anything. And it was one of my coworkers. She comes up. She's like, you know what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I kind of know. She's like, all right, well, this is this, here's the app. Like, their, their phones, dude, they have a million phones apps on their phones the work phones it's a fucking mess you lost me and right away she starts bitching about all the other people that work there i'm like oh no like i don't want to hang out with you and then she talks about how this guy sucks and then i see that guy the next day i'm like oh she said he sucks dude it's just it's a mess but my mom yes she loves the tea and i don't know how how women do this my mom's not the only one that loves the tea dude get out of here it's a woman thing because she'll go yeah so yeah exactly she'll go to work she'll work there for 10 hours have she'll come home have an hour worth of tea to talk about and then we watch shows that are riddled with tea <laughs> that's all we want to watch we just love it america loves it dude and it's so it drives me up a wall to where i would just i just get up and leave in the middle of conversation she'll be talking to my dad about something I'll get up and go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna head out. Yeah, like I got. I'll go upstairs. I'm. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm gonna go watch a movie. I just gotta, you know, not be here because <laughs> I don't. Like I just don't care. I don't want to talk about the tea. I don't care about the tea because there's not nothing good comes of it ever. Like mm-hmm. even if we talk about it, nothing really good comes of it. Like we'll talk about. I don't know, some dude that's doing the wrong thing. We all know he did the wrong thing, but we'll talk about the ten other things he could have done that he didn't do or whatever the fuck it is. It just drives, it drives me insane, dude. I don't, I don't care for it. Even in the slides. As, as if none of the other people have ever done a wrong thing ever. Yeah. Like I don't go. Yeah. Fuck off at the gym. And someone's got some shit to say about me when they get home. Like, dude, we all, everybody just wants to talk about someone else. Yeah, you should have seen that shit in the army, bro. They were gossiping mad hard. They were gossiping about Trevor. Before I even ever laid eyes on the guy, I heard a bunch of shit. <laughs> Dude, they love, yeah. No, they hated me already. I didn't even show up yet. Yeah. <laughs> it was Make bad, bro. I knew more about his wife than I did him before he even got there. I'm yeah. like, bro, this guy hasn't even showed up yet. Like, at least wait till he's here. No he one even knows how to say my fucking name yet, dude. No one knows how to say my name, but I show up and everyone knows my wife is hot. Like, what the fuck happened, bro? It was bizarre, bro. Yeah. Hey, but anyways. Anyway. <laughs> hey, but anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Real quick, I had to say though, I am kind of guilty of, with uh the T and one show is the Jersey Shore. Oh, you love I that show. Love the Jersey Shore, bro. And you it's all love... like you know, people, bro, like the cardinal sin for like low class people is someone talking shit about you. Like, yeah, no, when I'm broke, yeah. 
Like when there's I have nothing, no money, there's nothing worse you could do than talk shit. Yeah. And Did I just I just eat it up, bro. I don't know. You know I eat it up. I just don't like seeing other people do it. I'm I could do it myself. If I'm talking shit, bro, I'm going to talk shit. I'll do that shit. It's a problem. It's a problem I have. I talk shit. I was out camping with this chick. Her friend and my brother were there. She was talking about something. I I just wanted it to be over. I, like, I don't know what like I don't know what it was even about. I couldn't even tell you now. But it was just about to be over. I heard her finishing up. Someone said something, and she was about to start talking again. And I know bullshit said, ah, that's enough of that. <laughs> like, like I, in front of everyone, I'm like, ah, that's, that's enough from you. And everyone's so. like, yo, what the fuck's your problem? I'm like, dude, like, what, we're going to talk about this all night? <laughs> are, are you guys aren't sick of it? I, I'm the one that's got to say, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was the only one. I, yeah, sure, I'm the only one feeling this way. No. No. Show of hands. Who else is sick of this? We can make an <laughs> yeah. anonymous card, yeah. like we're voting someone yeah. off the island, bro. Just make her feel even worse. No, I did feel bad, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I wasn't wrong either. So, like, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have said it, but like, I wasn't wrong. It's it's hard being unapologetically you because that's just what it is and it ties into all we're talking about right now. When you're trying to make a change for the better, it's incredibly hard to convince everyone else to, like, no, dude, this is who – this is – like, my parents. I want to do this stuff online. It's like – I podcast is who i am what i want to do but to them i'm still like the kid who loves hockey and plays sports and you know just kind of loves the army and loves helicopters like i got nothing else better to do a goofball bro. i'm trying to tell you who i am and if you don't understand then all right i'll just have to like go be it on my own it was a big deal one because i got out the army and they said i should get out do helicopters in the civilian world same and it was yeah, dude, you got to, like, put your foot down and be like, no, that's not me. You guys aren't listening. I don't want to do that. I'm a, like, that. What? that's not me. It wasn't who I am, not who I am now. Like, I just, I'm completely different now, and you guys just got to accept it. If you don't, see ya. <laughs> I got to yeah, go. Were your parents like, oh, you should just stick to mowing lawns or something? Today's episode sponsored by Honor Guard Coffee. I know what you're thinking. Another coffee brand? And the answer is yes. However... This coffee brand is much better. This coffee brand was made to support veterans. With 25% of the proceeds going towards veterans, the mission of Honor Guard Coffee is simple. Pair each veteran with a service dog. On top of that, each blend is named after a service animal that actually served, including their perfect breakfast blend, Cairo, the Belgian Malinois there on the Bin Laden raid. Think of Black Rifle Coffee Company, but with more help towards veterans, a better taste, and dogs. We all love dogs, so we all love Honor Guard Coffee. Am I right? I'm just a regular coffee guy. Typically drink that garbage you get from Walmart. And let me tell you, if you are that guy, try this and you will never want to go back to Walmart again. <laughs> Steven sent me a package. It was phenomenal. I had no idea coffee could taste this great. So, The owner, Steven was on our show episode 57 if you want to take a look link will be down below he's an ex-marine who struggled through his fair share of mental health and is simply looking to make a change we're looking to make a similar change stop veteran suicide and we couldn't be more proud that our mission aligns so well with our first sponsor so for that thank you honor guard coffee thank you steven and if you are looking to purchase first thank you and the description 
will include the link to buy. Now, back to the podcast. No, so actually, my dad was the biggest advocate for not doing lawns and going to school. Um, anti-lawn guy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when I was in high school, it, he ate it up. You know, he loved it, seeing me out there working, doing all this, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, once I got more official and legal and all that, he was like, man, like, that's just such a tough life. Like, you don't understand, like, everything that goes into it and we'll never, ever have a break. Like, you're, if you're going to be a boss, you're going to have your phones on 24-7, blah, 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 blah. So it was kind of tough trying to navigate scaling that in any capacity because every time I would try to, he would say something, he'd pitch in. Or if I'd come home after a long day of work and just not be in a good mood or look tired or have to fix a piece of equipment, he's like, that's just something you're going to have to deal with your whole life if you you take this field, man. Oh, my God. You know? And he didn't do it out of, you know, bad faith or anything like that, like, love my dad to death and you know we have a great relationship it's he just been through so much in his life trying to take the, the different route the entrepreneur route or whatever um where he didn't want me to kind of face the same struggles and hardships that he did which is why he was like dude you are smart go get a degree get educated yeah, go learn yeah do right, do all this so i mean there were times where it was better times where it was worse as far as like how you would handle it um but at the end of the day you know it was out of his best interest and you know what he thought was my best interest um so kind of going back to what trevor was talking about earlier about like parents not listening to their kids and what they want to do and they should do this and they should do that i kind of had to like move in silence i guess you could say sometimes when i would want to take that another step in my business I want to take another step in my hobby or passion or whatever it is i wouldn't necessarily like get their approval or tell them about it until i've made that step you know instead of saying hey dad i want to do this with my business and then him just bash me i would just go and do it under my own wing and then be like hey dad look what i did and it's a completely different response yeah but that was kind of kind of my battle there. Yeah, mine mine is almost the exact opposite with my dad. He um he he sent me down a little bit ago, a couple months ago, and just said, "Look, he sent me down. With, it was me, him, and my mom, and it was right before I got back into school again. So I was doing nothing, had no money, you know, being a little kid in their house. And they sent me down, and he was he was pretty much saying the complete opposite. He's like, "Look, dude, I chose the easy route." I didn't, I didn't take risk and I don't take risk. So I understand that's what you're doing. I get it. That's, that's what you're doing, but I didn't take risk and you're just as smart as me. You could do what I did and make more money. So he got a degree. He's a school teacher. He's been doing it for years, but that's what he was trying to say. He's like, dude, you can go get a degree. If I went further in my degree, I'd make way more money, but I didn't. You can, you could go get a degree and attack it. Like you attack your podcast, but it was hard because it's, it felt before that, it felt like all of them, my whole family, didn't approve at all of just podcast and like choosing what I wanted to do because it was riskier. Everything was more risky. I have everything laid out for me already. That's why we, they wanted me to do the helicopter shit. Easiest route in the book. Get out. Get my maintenance license. Dude, I'd, now I'd probably be making like 25 an hour. 
working full time, nine to five, going home, not doing nothing that I want to do, going to the bar every weekend. And that's just, I, that's how I saw it. They couldn't see it that way. But your parents, like you said, your dad was saying what he thought, like looking out for you and what, and how he thought he could look out for you. Like my, that's all they're doing. They're looking what they think is the right thing for you to do. That's all they're doing. It took me a while to realize that. Cause once I, once I got enough experience in the world and I would try and help somebody out, like let's someone's getting divorced and they come to me and I, I answer their question. I think this is what's best for them. This is what's happened to me. I think this is what's best for them. And then it finally clicked. I'm like, Oh my God, this is exactly what my parents are doing. <laughs> like they just, they went through something. They think I should do this, but they went, they grew up in a completely different world. So it's not always going to be right. And it's hard to be like, dad, mom, I think you're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know I'm living in your third bedroom, but I think this is not right. Right. That's one thing I could never even bring out to my dad. Like, Hey dad, I think maybe like, even if I approached it perfectly, mm -hmm. like, Oh man, it was just, it was tough. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they kind of have like a risk adverse bias. Our parents, it's like, honestly, I don't even really think I can blame them, you know? No, no. They just want you to be successful and take, yeah. I want my kid to take the easiest route too. Almost, it's, you know, get secure, find success yeah you know it's it's do whatever you can to get there but to me it's it's a little different there's my success is a lot greater than what their success was when they grew up their success to them is getting a nice job work there for you know however long get some experience making money get into 401k and all that shit my yeah Lord. yeah yeah like dude growing up all i heard was you need a job that pays you like pays you well and you get health insurance you need health insurance that's all i heard is you need a job that has the option for health insurance you can't do anything else that's all i heard so i'm like all right i'll just go in the army <laughs> free health insurance easy money bro <laughs> now i can go do whatever the fuck i want i got free health insurance but that was that was the big thing and that was the big thing when i was growing up obama made it a big thing so that was the one thing to touch on but it's a, it's just a different world and that's your mom and dad that's what they're they're there to do is look out for you and if you're taking a riskier path of course they're going to be you know more worried so anyone listening dude just take the riskier path you're not going to die that's the thing like <laughs> with all this type of stuff with business mental health like all that type of stuff if you just do it and do it yourself one you're going to feel better at the end and two you're, you're not, you're finally not listening to other people. Like we were just talking about, you're finally doing what you want to do. You're not looking for approval or anything. You're doing what you want to do. And that feeling dude, when you wake up and you're doing what you want to do, that feels good. But then you got to realize that all, all of the responsibilities on you. Now you can't blame anyone else. And when my parents come up and say like, what are you doing? And I've been doing nothing. I got to deal with that. I've been doing nothing. And I got to tell them that it sucks, but it's a double-edged sword. It's, it's definitely a weird thing to get into because it's newer. It's a newer thing for more entrepreneurs and all that to be coming up with social media and all that shit. Yeah. I think it's going to suck one way or another, you know, like, yeah, okay, you go to the aircraft mechanic field, right? The safe bet. It's going to suck because you're always going to wonder what would happen if you didn't do that. And then yeah. if you and do now I, I did my own thing and now I'm wondering what would happen if I did the aircraft stuff. I still, yeah. Wonder, dude. 
Yeah. I drive past an airfield and I'm like, fuck, dude, that would have been so easy. No, I do but it like every airfield, dude, every single plane I see, I'm like, dude, I could have been just fucking. <laughs> I'm struggling. So I've been struggling oh, for two years and I could have just done this. <laughs> I think the opposite, bro. I think, bro, you know, some dude, I would have been working fucking night shift or something, just doing the same thing over and over again. You know, you make one mistake, 200 people die. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the opposite, bro. That's why I think the entrepreneurial route is best. Cause like you'll always wonder what your own potential is if you don't do that. Whereas if you do the the self, like the entrepreneurship, like, you know what the other one is. Like, you know, if you did aircraft mechanic, like maintenance, how much it would suck. Mm-hmm. Like, I know if I just went to college and went to grad school or something, just how miserable I would have been. You, like yeah. I was going to school for healthcare administration, bro. That qualifies you to run a hospital. Like, could you yeah. imagine me running a hospital, bro? That's miserable. Yeah, bro, it's gonna be bald in two days. Right. Bitching or getting, you know, bitching from everyone, bro. Like literally. Like, fuck that, dude. I'm just yeah. not about that. I don't know, bro. No, no, dude, not me. No way. No way. No, bro. But you do wonder i will say that i wonder every day it's like i just posted that clip today every day is a battle every day your mind's racing that's why I, i've gotten a couple people on journaling now Vinny, you journal or anything like what do you I do, do a little bit going? yeah i do journal a little bit yeah find me a nice little lake spot um back in my hometown and sit there watch the sunset and scribble away yeah dude it's it's the number one thing i recommend to everyone i've gotten three people on it now so i am happy about that um but yeah dude because you're constantly fighting in your brain just write that battle down it's so much better when you can see it when i lay it out i write it down like it's crazy like how clear life becomes when you put this thing down for (laughs) 15 to 30 minutes you start writing and it's like wow like you just live so much life within that small window yeah because your, your brain's free flowing you're just jotting down you know anything that comes to your mind you're not thinking about know anything else and then the second you get back on this it's like your brain just seizes at least that's how it is for me (laughs) no i agree dude it's like a this is just a cloud pretty much that just follows your brain around and whenever you touch it your brain turns into a cloud that's how i feel because i'll be i'll be thinking about something then i'll look at my phone and now whatever i was thinking about gone won't remember see ya now i'm thinking about whatever's on my phone dude literally that's me 24 (laughs) it's like dude i can't do that i gotta stop Gotta stop. And I have, I have a lot. Now I gotta get better at like when I just wake up. I've had a problem waking up the past past month or so, but hey, we'll we'll get there when we get there, dude. One, one thing at a time, time, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one, one let's let's take on one thing. My my biggest thing is like watching shows and all that shit. I just started watching movies and shows the past week and it's I don't know, it's nice to relax. I, I don't watch a lot of shows, don't watch a lot of movies, but I feel like each time I do, it's like too long of a break. And what am I doing? I'm watching all these shows to be mm. making money or something. You need that shit, bro. You're not going to be able to work and work and work and work and work until you die, bro. I'm sorry. You're just not. 
Like I think I could do it for longer than what I have those. Cause that I think that too. I'm like, no, I need this shit. I do. And then I think, dude, how long could I push it until I really need it? It's like, dude, right. how long could I go without this? And should I just try? Cause even yeah. right now, Kevin, I'm thinking, dude, so for the next four months, I'm not in school. Just let me just attack copywriting for four months, make some money, see what happens. And then if I need a break, I'll take a break. Yeah. But then um, I'm fucked because, like, a weekend, I'm like, ah, dude. I'm will you know. be able to take a break even at that point? I don't know because it's already by, hard to do now. By the time you need one, you won't might might not be even able to take one. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, you do push and push and push, right? What's going to happen then when that – what's that failure going to look like when you can't do that no more? It's um, I. It's like this, dude. If you go to the gym on Monday and you do a hundred push-ups or as many as you can, you get a hundred, right? That's a hundred and you're going to be sore for a few days, right? But if you do 25 each day, you'll have more than you would have done just doing on the one day. Like I'm, I'm a firm believer that it's a marathon, not a race. And I think you're smart enough to where like your marathon pace could be like quicker than 99% of people's. It's just you when you get burned out, it, it'll get very ugly very quick when because you don't even know how to pace yourself at that point. You just know that you have no energy to do anything. Mm. Am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. I don't I think mean, you're wrong. How was I was like just business in general like that? Vinny, did you feel like you like you probably didn't get many breaks? No. Finally, when, when it finally hit, you're like, okay, I need a fucking break. We we do get a break, um, like the December, January, February time frame. In between then, I mean, I'm doing a couple of leaf cleanups here and there, nothing crazy. But once the season starts in March, all the way through November, it's, I mean, it's pretty much every day, whether you're out there working or you're doing, you know, computer stuff, admin work. I mean, it's it's every single day during the heart of the season. And then during the off season, um, I'm doing other stuff, part-time gigs, you know, making a little side money and, you know, preparing as we go into the next. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's full circle, man. There's not many breaks. And there's a reason you're not doing that anymore. Right. Right. Oh, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, Look (laughs) look at the army. We were always on then. For years on end, and then it gets to a point where you're just like, all right, bro, I can't do this shit. Dude, anymore. that's how I feel I am now. It's even even camping. That's what I said. It's like yeah, I did I did nothing for four and a half years. For four and a half years, I had my family sending pictures of every fun thing they were doing without me in them. So finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just go do fun shit. Like, right. You know, like I, right. I missed four and a half years. I don't know. I I just always feel guilty about saying stuff like that. Like I always feel guilty and I should be working more. I don't, I don't know if it's like that bad, but I think that's my work. immediate thought because of the army. Probably. I think you could work 25 hours a day and still feel like that, bro. I feel you though. Like finding the balance between like working hard and making a lot of money, working long hours and actually enjoying life, you know, taking time off and doing things you, you care about. Like, where do you draw that line or where do you find the balance between I'm going to be a workhorse and be able to support me and my family, but I'm also going to live, you know? Yeah. Like spend time with my family. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah. it was fucking last summer. We were just here all the day or every day, all day. It's just like, I didn't even know how to like enjoy myself without feeling like, oh, I should be doing something. Right. And yeah. then it's like, well, okay, that works until it doesn't, you know? And then when it doesn't work, it's like, well, how do I even, how do I even live now? You know, like, you know, spend the day with my wife and not be in the office all day. You almost have to relearn that. And it's like, that takes freaking a while, but like, it, you don't have to get to that point. There's times in life you do. Right. But like, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a good thing to say right there. There are times where you do have to just get to that point. You're down yeah. on your luck. You got to just go. Yeah. Which like we did and I'm glad we did, but then it's like, okay, we can potentially not do that if we don't absolutely have to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. That balance. I mean, there's balance for everything, but that balance is one of the hardest for sure. But I think that's a lot, like we said, because of the army. Like the army, you show up and it's like you work. All right, I just worked 14 hours. All right. Well, oh, lucky yeah. for you, we just got this signed, so you can work 14 more. And you get to work. So hyperbolic too, bro. I'd like be at my desk just for five minutes, and you hear what do you hear? Oh, you're a piece of shit. Like people yeah. are dying because you're not working. You're collecting a paycheck. You get injured. You go to sick call. They call you malinger. Like no, people literally tell you other people are dying because of you. Like not like checking my phone. No. So, yeah. Like, no, seriously. Like I'll just be sitting down to eat lunch. You know, like you guys are eating lunch. You know, people are dying because you're not out there. And that's just so maybe that's yeah, fucked up in I my think head. I wonder how long that'll take to go away. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's hard because it's uncomfortable though. Like if you're doing shit all the time like your first summer not mowing lawns Vinny. like you had probably a lot more free time then it's like well how do you even manage your life now right. you don't you don't have work to distract you for fucking 14 hours a day what do you even you know, do gotta find a hobby or a passion so i started i'm saying to, you probably got to that, bikes. Bro, that first bikes. summer first summer you're like all right man well you know i could have i could be mowing lawns making money Man, do I feel like a piece of shit now? Right. I'm just lazy, you know, but it's like, okay, well, are you like, it's like a, it's easy for me to say like, oh, just don't think like that no more, you know, but it's. That's how most people in the entrepreneur field, entrepreneurship field feel, you know, Mm -hmm. it's inevitable. You're going to feel that. Which I think that's why there's a really high washout rate for that is like people go balls to the wall for a year and then they're not where they want to be or even they are but they didn't account on them being so exhausted all the time like you don't have any mental peace with that either like i'd go lie down thinking all about i should be fucking doing some other shit for the business like that was another thing too is just like going to bed every night you know you're reflecting on what you did that day how could you have done that better and then you're reflecting on what you need to do tomorrow and it's like you never sleep. <laughs> I'm saying I would lie in bed for hours, bro, thinking all this crazy shit, bro. And and then we stopped, and then it's like, okay, but now you lie down. What do you have to think about? It's like, what do you gotta find? Something oh, no, then sometimes I start getting ideas like, ooh, I could have done this with the business, and that would have been sweet. Because there's not that much stress on you now because you're not doing it anymore, so you can think a little bit more clearly. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. 
which can quickly turn into God. I wish I hadn't have done that. If I had only made this little change, yeah, I would be living my whole in life. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'd have the life I always wanted if I no. just did this instead. If I met, sent this email at nine instead of nine o two, Jesus, I would have been so much better off now. If we had used the growing green eyes instead of the uh, glowing red eyes, we would be billionaires right now. Like, yeah, it's it's like yeah, just. It's I'm just a big guy on it though, because it's like it's so dangerous once you do get to that point. I think, like, yeah, I mean, we saw it with everyone too in the army. You show up, and the, for the first year, you learn, and then after that, you're never home. They're sending you fucking everywhere they can. You go to Wyoming for a week, you go to yep. Georgia for three weeks, then you go deploy, then you come back, and you just keep going. There's never a stop button. And then the one and time finally, you you say no, you say I can't go deployed this month because I just can't. Though once they grill you for a thousand reasons why, you just feel like a shithead. Like, like the army's gonna collapse because you didn't do with anything. Or you're gonna go broke because you didn't mow a lawn because you had to just take the chill pill. Like Yeah. You just yeah. it it's so bad, bro. I don't even know how it's else so to bad. describe it. Because you feel so like a bad. failure, bro. It sucks ass feeling like a failure. You That's know how often thinking that you're going to be a failure you are a failure as as you're trying to grow a business and you're not there and like you know it's a 10 to 15 year plan it's not a eight to one year plan like a month to a year plan it's it's just nuts man that's kind of why i had to get out of it you know at least take a break for now reestablish, you know my foundation and stuff and then maybe jump back into entrepreneurship with a better plan and a better strategy so. Hmm. Who does that sound like, Trevor? Yeah, no, bro. That's like, it was just like, okay, nothing that we're doing is working. And we're just getting a collective headache the size of Canada. Like, <laughs> what, you know, you feel like a failure. And it's just like, that's a freaking tough ass place to be, I think. But like, I think at that point, though, you have a lot of shit to figure out just personally and professionally and shit, but then you can approach it from that next point. Yeah. You have to take that step back. Yeah. It's just that, that could be a very catastrophic setback, so to speak, which is why I think the doing it the slower way is going to allow you to go farther because you're not going to reach that point of like, you're not going to think, Oh, the world is going to end if this email doesn't get a high enough return on ad spend, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to all the entrepreneurs, bro. And rant, bro. Yeah, dude. It's a hard thing. Everyone thinks, bro, it's like, oh, let's oh, it's gonna be phenomenal. I can be my own boss. It's just like you were saying, Vinny, like uh, everything falls back on you. Yeah. Everything, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and rant, bro. See? Yeah, no, this is why I smoke. <laughs> that's why we it. started smoking trevor because your mind was going a thousand miles an hour <laughs> down a little bit, huh? literally bro because this dude was getting he was having trouble with his i think you were divorced already at that point yeah and then his car fucking the transmission just destroyed itself dude. bro yeah so like yeah i followed him to the car shop and he's just like sitting in my car like looking like he had seen a ghost bro <laughs> and i'm the same way my mind doesn't really shut off that well but i had just started smoking a few months before this and 
we were still in the army at this point. So of course it's a huge no, no. Right. And I'm like, okay, bro, I got a solution. I'm going to send it your way. If you don't like it, just send it right on back. bro. <laughs> and here I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, my car's in the shop. Like what the fuck does Kevin got to say to me right now? Dude, <laughs> yeah. This better be a damn good solution. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Cause whatever it is, it already sounds like I'm sending this shit back. <laughs> yeah. Cause odds are with me, it's going to be just some psych, like, um, like some funny shit, like some sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I just got in the car. My, yeah. I'd have whipped out a straw and be like, here, suck it the hell up, Trevor. Drive yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. No, that is a good point. That is why we started smoking. Mm -hmm. uh, but it worked so well for that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I had not been smoking for very long before that. So I would, was very aware there was a point, like, in the joint, I remember, like, with the raw cone, bro, I'd get like a, have like a third left. And my mind would just go like that, bro. Like, I could feel it just shut off. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I'm like, that's why people like this stuff. Okay. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, it helps. I don't know. I Relationship with that's kind of tough, dude. My, I don't know. I think it's like you said, Kev. We just have a, that addictive personality. It's hard to turn it off. Like, yeah. Because then you run the risk of like, it's like a course correction. You go the extreme opposite where you're just smoking all the time. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah. That's where and it is. Right. And then I took a break and now I'm back to trying to figure, all right, let's do this the right way instead of just smoking all the time. And I'm, hey, I'm, I'm getting there. It's not horrible. Could be a lot worse. And there's also a lot of worse things I could be doing. Right. You could instance, be a dope head, bro. <laughs> dope head. Got, I would be drinking a lot more wine. Yeah, I would, I would simply be drinking more because this another thing I was talking about uh, this weekend. So if I don't if I don't smoke, if I don't drink, just like the work. All right. What am I going to do now that I'm not doing this? What am I going to do? I need I don't need a vice. I don't need something. But that's just where I'm at. Well, I think like, I do. Just, yeah. I just want one. Like, let me go. If I'm not doing these two things, what else would I do? And all the other options are a lot worse. And. Weed beats out alcohol too, anyway. So 100%. I think I, I I'm in a better position than a lot of other people are. Not like because of me. It's you know. No, I think we get we want to be perfect and shit like that too. Yeah, dude. We all like I have a idea of who I want to be when I grow up in my head. And it's like, all right, can I be that dude if I'm smoking? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I will. I don't, I have no idea. But that's that's what goes on in my head when I smoke. I'll smoke. And I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> this is who i really want to be like do i want to attract someone who also smokes like this right. probably not probably not i mean but at the same time i don't want to let it go though yeah <laughs> well it's like when you want to just like smoke less and it's like okay you don't have to go cold turkey bro like yeah. less is just less i think if you're doing less if that's your goal bro like any bit less like if you start at noon and you start at one like you're doing less. I, I think that is the key to all this shit is the small victories. And people get like with entrepreneurship, bro, like you don't have to either be Elon Musk or some bum down the road in the gas station doped out of his skull. Like it's the so, little yeah, there's shit. A middle ground. You can, yeah, you can make 5k a month online and still be good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. don't have to go make fucking 50K because you see everybody else making 50K. 
or everyone online, the minimum wage is 10 K a month, bro. Like yeah. you, <laughs> you feel like a failure if you're not, but it's like, okay, you might've figured out a new system that works for you. That's going to let you get there. Or yeah. just like you're smoking less, like you get a healthy relationship. I think as you kind of get older, I found. You found. I found. Yeah, it's it's like it's like your body says you can't do this. Like we cannot drink or smoke like we used to no more. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's a good point. You end up in a healthy relationship. Well, yeah, I never really thought about it like that, dude. Right? Like inadvertently. Like I just physically can't smoke as much as I used to. But like, okay, that's a good thing now. Yeah, yeah. You're less. You're doing. Like, did good. you have that point where you're just smoking all day every day? Who are you talking to? Me Vinny? or Vinny? Vinny? In college, yeah, dude. In college, it was bad. In my own place, not in my parents, you know? Like, oh, Lord. Yeah. I'm sure you can relate, but, you know, moving back into the parents' house helps you uh, dial it back, I guess. Yeah, it's like a deterrent. They're a deterrent. Yeah, it's not going to stop like, me. Like the college level and then the after college level, it's completely different. And then the normal life level. Right. <laughs> like yeah. even the after college level, you're still kind of high. You've been smoke like you've been smoking every day for college for how many years? Then the after college, you're like, all right, I gotta stop smoking so much. Then you wean it down a little bit. And then after and you're in life, you're like, all right, all right, this isn't like <laughs> this isn't how life is gonna happen. Right. Right. Yeah. And then eventually at some point it'll probably get tiring and and you'll move mm-hmm. on. But yeah, just like you say, Kevin, you gotta take the small victories. Mm-hmm. You get tired yeah. of it, bro. Exactly. And enjoy it. Yeah. Cause that's like, then I was, I would be smoking. I'd be smoking. And, and my first thought was, oh, I shouldn't be smoking. So now I'm just, smo- now I'm ruining smoking. And I'm right. like, it's, what's even it's the point? Lose, lose. Right. I'm lose losing myself here <laughs> with my own mind. What a mess. Oh, yeah. Bro. Were your parents cool with it, Vinny? Like smoking? No, they never knew. Oh, whoa, whoa, nice. the... dude. My mom knew right away. Oh, this, <laughs> this man, dude. I showed up high. She said, What's <laughs> wrong with your eyes? I said, Don't worry about it, ma. Don't worry about it, ma. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, My eyes get hella red, too, bro. I cannot hide it at all. She yeah, knew it right away. In front of my family, I gotta be 100% sober. Yeah, yeah. How'd you do that, man? That's impressive. I'm very jealous, but it's a good thing, probably, we couldn't do that because holy moly. Right. If I was able to do that, what a mess I'd have on yeah, my That's head. how one of my buddies is, man. Like since high school. Like going to his parents' house after smoking and do it act completely normal. Like his parents never questioned him or anything. I was like, how do you do that? Like showing up to functions just fake, but able to the function. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, I even uh the first time I really did it at a function, at a family function, I it was this uh thanksgiving and me and my cousin went out and smoked and came back dude oh no 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 I, like, every like my brother texted me right away <laughs> he's like dude you high as hell i'm like no you can tell right away everybody knows i can't even talk anymore oh it's a perfect yeah. holiday to smoke yeah. for though <laughs> yeah dude i'm saying yeah it's it's funny like even now i'll go smoke my parents probably know immediately when I go downstairs into the pantry. 
Oh, it's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard to decipher, is it? I'm in the pantry fucking eating everything they have. And, dude, I got the green light like two weeks ago. They're like, hey, we're going on a diet. We need you to eat all the garbage we have in here. <laughs> all right, dude. Yo, all right, give me a second. I got to go downstairs first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a second. I'm going to go to the park. Go <laughs> take a run real quick because uh, I need to be, you know, I need my appetite up. No, this I don't know. It's it's hard because I mean and there's no stigma around alcohol. There's like not really a bit there's yeah, there's no stigma. You should go do it. There's a stigma if you're not drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. With weed, it's immediate there's stigma. Immediately they're like, Oh, you're smoking weed, dude. What do you do? Nothing all day? It's like, no, I just do a lot all day and <laughs> don't know how to not do it. <laughs> I just I want to do nothing for once, please. <laughs> it's uh it's tough to deal with, man, especially with everybody saying, Oh, it's the devil. You shouldn't do it. You sell us old heads, bro. Yeah. But then it's then I'm in my head like I normally am and I should be doing better and they're right and I'm wrong. I always go to I'm wrong for some reason. Yeah. It's, it's like, like the I, default. Like, like you're idea. wrong. It's it's not that there's multiple ways of doing anything. It's that you're wrong and they're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not like you could smoke, yeah, smoke like on Saturday nights and be nope. right. No, you're wrong. If you're smoking, you're wrong. And it's <laughs> fucking kind of sad, dude. It can help a lot of people. Fuck, whatever. But shit. Um, you got the final question, Kev? Yeah, let me I got this written down. So Vinny, you sh- you're a very self-assured guy, I feel like. Like with the whole, you don't care about how people think of you. Correct. How do you build that self-assurance? Man, honestly, it's just having confidence in yourself. Like growing up as a kid, I was kind of in that, like the cocky stage, I guess you could say. And then as you mature a little bit, it kind of turns from cockiness into confidence. Um, And it's weird just like playing sports growing up and stuff. You know, every time you would score a sick goal or something, you know, you're going to be a little cocky about it. And then when you're, you know, growing up and you realize that it's not all that, turn that into confidence and it it helps you develop like self-identity, you know, knowing no matter what you do, you're doing it for yourself. Like somebody can't come into your shoes and feel the same exact things as you, you know. So just knowing that nobody has experienced what I've experienced, you know, everybody's experienced something in a similar way, but nobody's experienced your life exactly how you have, you know, nobody's experienced life as Trevor has. So knowing that it is my own life, nobody else has experienced it. Who's to care what they have to say or what they have to judge, you know, because they haven't been in my shoes before. Did you have to get broken down a little bit once you got that cocky stage? absolutely absolutely and it's i look back now and it's like things probably could have worked out a little smoother if i didn't have that cocky stage you know (laughs) oh my god Um, but i think i'm in a good place now you know definitely matured um definitely experiencing you know what i have the last couple of months with you know losing friends and and all that i've i've definitely established a a more mature outlook on life i feel that i feel that 
we have in the army we had this like um, a, a selection process they're called it's basically like they're going to test you with a bunch of weird army tests right like land navigation all this crazy shit but when you get out you get a new beret it's like this it's not a regular camo head like hat it's like a freaking beret like it's nice I remember yeah. putting that on and I was like 18, bro, as a private. Like, I'm the shit, dude. Yeah. And then you get to the hangar and it's like, bro, these are men here, bro. I'm yeah. like a boy among men. Like, yeah, I'm you nothing got, right now. You got men there that are trying to support their families, put, you know, food on the table. And you're an 18 year old kid there looking like, all right, it's going to go to my next dope pack. And this is going to go to my new dirt bike toys and all this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these people were on the freaking mission to kill bin Laden. And I think I'm cool right no yeah nothing bro yeah once you realize that there's somebody out there doing your job better than you or or has more experience and more knowledge it it humbles you a lot and that's kind of like when you flip the switch and that kind of happened for me with the the lawn business once i went um with the llc like made it legal and stuff i was like okay i'm no longer the high school kid that is raking in cash blowing all my buddies and high school peers out of the water, you know, showing up in the parking lot with, you know, my nice truck, this and that. Once you hit that legal stage, you realize, okay, shit, there isn't a whole lot to, to brag about anymore. <laughs> That's a hell of a stage to you go to jail if you don't fucking get there. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I never really thought about it too much. Of course, I heard it a couple of times, what you were saying. No one's walked my shoes. No one's done what I've done. And I've never had that confidence, I will say. I've never thought about it because I've never had that type of confidence. I don't know. I don't know if there's really anything to blame it on. Growing up, like sports, you relate a lot of it to sports. My brother was better than me at sports. So whatever I did, Banj did and better. He was just while was being older. more handsome. You know? He's more handsome. The girls love him. Parents love him. He's the best at every sport. Two years older than me. Has all the friends. So like to me, I didn't, I don't, I also spent a lot of time on the computer. I got, I ended up with computer friends, but I never saw it as like, this is my shoes. I'm living it. Even when I got divorced and it was overseas and everything, he texted me and one of the best texts I ever got from him was, Hey dude, I, you know, I'm thinking about you, all of his buddies who I would hang out with too. They're only two years older. So if they came over, I'm out there playing too. But all his buddies, hey, we're all thinking about you. None of us have a single clue how you're doing what you're doing. Like, we all are looking up to you and thinking this is incredible. You're getting divorced. You're overseas getting divorced. Like, we don't know how you're doing it. And to me, that was finally like, oh, I'm the adult now. Like, I I can live how I want to live, and other people will still see me right. as, you know, my my own person. And I don't know. I never saw it that way, but now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know how that goes for me because I yeah, definitely yeah. need to do that more. It's like, dude, who are you? You you, you know what I've been through? Yo, you know? Okay, how'd you feel when you heard that? Because you didn't feel anything. Because I just told you you didn't go through it. I went through it, and it sucks. Mm. <laughs> and Shit. I would say right now I'm doing pretty well with it. <laughs> I'll give you a nugget to chew on, a little something, bro. All right. Not only has no one done what you've done, is no one else could do what you've done. I think, especially in the army. How many people you see get out of the army like that, like you did, Trevor, take their own lives? I can think of like five right now. Yeah. Or get off their business and they go to college and then shit just doesn't work out, bro. Like people haven't and because they couldn't. That's what I think. And that's when you look back and you reflect on that, Trevor. Like 
look at what you've been through, look at your journey, and then take that and, you know, use that to push yourself in the future. You know, like as far as having the confidence in yourself, nobody's walked in your shoes. Nobody's been through what you've been through. They couldn't have gone what you've been through. So now look back and be like, damn, like I, I did something, you know, I, I fought through all that and I'm at where I am today. Now I'm going to walk with some swagger, you know? Yeah. Oh, a little pep in the step. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you got a story <laughs> that a lot of people won't ever be able to come close to relating to and take that as like a sense of pride, you know? It may have been a, a a very bad spot in your life, but you look back at it now and it's it's what shaped you. You're proud of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many keys, bro. I got need a new freaking keychain for all these keys I'm picking up. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, dude. I yeah, I need a little bit of that because I know it's I end up in a weird stage where it's like, all right, what does everyone think of me? And it doesn't really matter anyway. So why do I think that? Like why do I and that yeah on top of that doing all this it's it's all when you're going entrepreneur or whatever you're doing you're doing something online you're you're straying pretty damn far from the normal path the normal path like i said we all know the normal path all your friends from high school are going on the normal path when you stray from that normal path people are going to have less answers people aren't going to understand as much and you have to be the one to be like no this this is going to work and that's i mean i've been doing a little bit with the podcast and like when everyone you know if it's if there's doubt it's like no i'm telling you this is this will work and it's it's like standing up for yourself because yeah like you said you got that self-confidence to be like no i'm telling you (laughs) letting you know right now as long as you have faith in yourself man you'll never fail yeah Mm. well shit well holy crap hey real quick though too is help your friends if they're in that situation too bro it don't cost us a dollar to say that you're proud of someone but we never say it it's like, why? That does like so much, bro. Or compliments. Like you got a fucking dope haircut or something. I don't know. Anything. Yeah. Like, little things. Free and people remember it, dude. Especially, bro. If you give a man a compliment, he'll remember it forever. I swear to God. Yeah. yeah see a guy walking out in public. He's got a nice watch on or a new pair of kicks. Even if you don't like him or don't care, you should be like, dude, sick watch. I like your kicks. Like it's not that yeah. hard. I guarantee you yeah. it'll change his life. I told my friend at the Walgreens the other day, he got a haircut. I was like, bro, you're looking clean as fuck, bro. Yeah. And I could tell him yeah, that a lot, bro. Really? I was I was riding my motorcycle last week, and uh, there was a guy who was just, like, watching me ride. I was pulling up to a stop sign, so I wasn't going too fast. And he was just watching me and gave a thumbs up. And I saw his shoes. I was already going to say something about his shoes. And I did it. And then he gave me a thumbs up. I'm like, I like your shoes. He didn't understand me. So I'm on the motorcycle and I like pull my leg up, point at my shoes. <laughs> and he, he finally understood. He's like, he looks down at his shoes. He's like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, but it's oh, like, yeah. then I got, yeah, I'm feeling good. He's probably feeling good just walking about. But yeah, it's men just need to, you know, hear words of encouragement more. It's, it's simple. It's easy. It's free. Hey, you're doing good. Good to go, bro. Proud of you. Proud of you. Exactly. Yeah. But all right. Well, we shit. can wrap it up there. That was a good final Dude. question, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. That was that was awesome. I haven't been able to, you know, shoot this shit with anybody um in a long time. So that was good being hey. able to, you know, clear it out a little bit. That's what we do best, dude. We're uh we're opening to doing it off air and all that fun stuff too, actually. That's what uh 
we're gonna try actually that's what we'll get the discord up for kev should do yeah. some off-air episodes and fun stuff like that just chilling bro that's what I'll, dude a lot of dudes just need that it's hard to find a dude it's hard like for me i'm not in a small town i'm in a bigger town it's hard to go to the gym or really find anyone to shoot the shit with it's hard it's even in the sauna anywhere in the sauna people listening to shit on their phones no no one's talking no one's doing anything who do i talk to i can talk to my parents about all this Right. Like where, where you know you won't be judged. Like, hey, dude, I'm struggling to quit drinking right now. Like, no one's gonna say that to someone else. Yeah, bro. dude, yeah. I, I haven't told anyone else that I've been struggling with weed until right now. Like, I told Kevin, that's it. Mm -hmm. It's like I've, I don't know, weird struggle, but, but yeah, dude, if you ever want to come back on, you ever just want to, you know, talk shit, whatever it is, spill some, some tea. tea some no, tea. absolutely. <laughs> I, I would love to. I would love to. And I'm wrapping up school in May, and then um, once I'm done with this internship. Um, you know, I might be trying to get out of town and, you know, moving with a buddy down in Savannah or something. So, um, you might get a poster for that wall too, while you're, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I would love to reconnect with you guys uh, later on in the year and, and check in on us. Yeah, man, for yeah, sure. We're yeah. actually about to go up on our, uh, we're going to get Magnum on for his oh, yearly yes. checkup. Yeah. Oh, Magnum, bro. That dude yeah. is so funny. What oh, did I yeah. call that guy last time, bro? Oh, I, I just, Theo Vaughn. I just yes. saw him a couple weeks ago. He flew down to Atlanta to do some uh, training for um, Vivint or some security door-to-door um, -door sales. And I picked him up at the airport. That was my first time seeing him since oh, I started. God, that dude God. is just amazing, bro. I love yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome dude. Yeah. Kev, you call him Ohio Theo Vaughn? Yo, you want to talk about it? <laughs> Gem of an individual, bro. Dude, yeah, no, that guy. We'll 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 yeah. throw that link. Down let in the him speak for dude. himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. definitely. No, he's awesome. Oh, but yeah, Vinny, man, thanks for coming on. Nice to see you. Smile. Nice to see you doing good, man. Absolutely. Yeah, y'all too. Take it easy. All right, bro. Yes, sir. Yeah. Peace out, everybody.